Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Payson. I've been doing this podcast since September of 2012, and boy, are my lips tired. This is your daily dose of happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. Now, those of you who are regular listeners, and that's most of you, will know that uh, about a week ago, uh, actually almost two weeks ago, we had Cassie Parks on here, and she was talking, among other things, about how she does a podcast with a good friend of hers, and uh, she told me her name was Ginny Gain. I said, wait a minute, Ginny Gain, that's who's coming on the show today. So we get the other half of the Ginny Gain, Cassie Parks podcast. That's pretty cool. Here hey, I am, real in person. Hello. Thanks for joining us. This is great. I love it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, uh, Cass and I, yeah, we have a um, a great dynamic. We have a podcast called Manifest It Now, and we just, like Walt was talking about, we have a little bit of, Cassie was saying she's the she's a scientific right, side right. of it and I'm the spiritual side of it. And it's a lot of fun because we actually disagree, not disagree. Ultimately it's the same idea, but we approach things in a lot of different ways. And so it's, it's great for, it's a lot of fun for us. And I think a lot of fun for our listeners to hear different sides to the same coin. <laughs> I totally get what you're talking about. You're yeah. talking about different perspectives, yes, which yeah. is exactly what we focus on a lot here. I mean, I'm not sure how much you know about the show, but I do it five days a week and I have a different set of two co-hosts every day. So I've got 10 co-hosts plus yeah. guests coming on. The number of perspectives that come into this show are right. overwhelming at times, right? Right. But really, really cool because you pick up yeah. some really good stuff that way. Yeah. So. Well, the diversity of that, you know, that's one of my favorite just things in the world is just the amount of diversity we have yes. as humans. Yes, and absolutely, it all comes from our perspective and, and who we're being in the world and our lens that we're approaching this world from and all that goodness. But that that's what brings the the contrast. That's what brings the expansion mm -hmm. is all the difference. Yes, I agree completely. And yeah. and I think well, we have a very advanced audience, as I told you, and yeah. I think they would all agree with it, too, if they were just sitting in front of the mic here with us. That's, that's exactly that's what makes the world go around. Yeah, that, that variance that, you know, that, that huge number of different perspectives and ideas and contrasting ideas. Sometimes we're at each other's throats about ideas, you know, yeah. but uh, but that's what all makes it fun and interesting. Right. So, yeah, it's really so. something I had to learn to appreciate. You I know, think we all do. Yeah. I yeah. actually, I was one of those people that thought my way was the best way. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. Didn't you know that? It's, it's the best way. It's the Ginny way. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, when I, when I first learned about the law of attraction and I started understanding, like I started understanding how the world works and so many of these principles and ideas. And I'm like, wouldn't, you know, doesn't everybody want to, to know their power? Doesn't everyone want to know that their thoughts create their reality and that you have an influence over every single experience in your life? Like, don't you people want that? But the answer is no. And, and then Not, it's a shock when you find that out. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Not everyone wants it, but also... Not everyone's ready for it, or it, that is actually even the wrong way to say it. It's just not the part of their path right now. Mm -hmm. And there's also so many different ways to approach this. It might not Absolutely. be LOA, right? Like all of your listeners are obviously LOA, but there's there's so many of the same ideas of approaching life that aren't termed law of attraction. Absolutely true. Yeah. yeah. And have been for quite some time for yeah. millennia, really. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 
which yeah, is pretty cool Yeah, we think cool we're stuff. all smart with our new advanced LOA, but... <laughs> It's true. But on the other hand, you do a show as many times as I have, and you become you become very aware of just how dumb you really are with all the stuff that you pick up. Of course, you get smarter over time, you know. Yeah. But Isn't yeah. that humbling? I actually, very. like, really love that feeling of being humbled. I've grown a lot in that area. Like, like I was saying, I used to think I knew it all. And over the years, it feels so grounding and right to mm. know that it it's the part of this duality too of like we we are we do have wisdom within us we do sure. know a lot and we n- don't at the same time <laughs> <laughs> yeah well we we are part of source energy we are spiritual beings we yeah. come we, we are spiritual beings here having a physical experience and when we have that experience we're doing it within these bodies and these shells these these miniature brains that handle a tiny fraction of all the knowledge that's out there so we that's how we do have both of course we have Mm -hmm. that connection but on the same time we're we're working with this little tiny microprocessor here i mean that's about all we got right now (laughs) isn't that funny yeah one of my favorite concepts too to talk about is how is that difference like that balancing our little mm. microprocessor right. and our gigantic spiritual being. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that's really, I think, what the whole practice of conscious creation is all about, learning yeah. to balance that, learning yeah. to, to maintain and, and even make that connection at times. That's yes. something that I'm still working on. I've gotten yeah. better at it over the years, but I feel like, wow, some, sometimes I feel like I'm behind the curve because it's like, wait a minute, I should know better than this by now. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there's that's that one of those. Aspect. That's one of those demon thoughts, Walt. I should know better. Oh, yeah. You know, anytime it starts with should, it's like, ooh. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. anyway, you, you wrote a book called The Champion Mindset, which I love the title of, by the way. Yeah. Tell me a little about that, that, that book. What was the uh, impetus behind that? The impetus was feeling like there was something inside of me that the world, like, was calling from me. And, you know, so this blending, this balancing of spiritual and, and practical, physical, non-physical, um, it really felt like it was non-physical turning into physical. And one of the biggest kind of themes that ran through that for me, for my experience of writing that book was, you know, what do you want? the world to know, you know, how sometimes people ask you like, what, what message would you leave the world with? And at that point in my life, it was a few years ago, but that is what, that's what I would have left the world with. This is what I want the world to know. I want everyone to know they have the power to create whatever they want and for life to be joyous and fun and, and for us to grow and all of those things. And so that it came out in, in the champion mindset. And and I really think it was a the perfect way to start to express that in in book format and so you know people can read it but some some of the biggest feedback i got from that was that there's a lot of law of attraction principles just explained really simply nice yeah and so you know i think that's as we were talking about diversity there's probably so many people i mean they're not probably there is so many different expressions of how this works and what it is. And that was what kind of the feedback I got was, it's just another one of those ways and really digestible. So people who are new to LOA and people who are seasoned LOAers were just like, okay, yeah, that was a good reminder and and a clarity in a new way. So yeah, I had a lot of fun with that. 
Yeah, that sounds like it was a lot of fun. And mm -hmm. uh, I totally agree about the perspectives. I was thinking, well, well, actually, right now, there are close to 8 billion of those different perspectives about law of attraction. And those are just the ones who are alive today, not right. counting the ones that came before. So, yeah, yeah. it's just there's, there's a few of them, just a few. Yeah. Um, just, just want to say a quick hello to a couple of people who are coming on, on the live stream. Um, cause we do get a few of our listeners coming in there. Oh, hello, hello. hello, Jeffrey. Hello, JB. Nice to see you guys. Um, if you guys have any questions, uh, for Jenny as we're going along, be sure to put them into the chat. I'll be happy to include them here. Yeah. Hi meantime, guys. Yeah. Well, we get a nice little group that comes in. I, I mean, it's a tiny percent of the overall listenership, but they're, they're loyal. I mean, the guys and, and ladies who come to the chat, they're the ones who, they're, they're like the hardcore LOAers. <laughs> You know what I mean? Love it. Yeah. yeah. Always showing up. Yeah. Always show up for everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, and I think kind there's of the best insights too. Really, really cool insights. Yeah. There's something really powerful that, to that. Cassie and I sometimes talk about the idea of commitment, you know, commitment to the LOA work or LOA lifestyle. Mm. And traditionally, right, discipline has been kind of not a, doesn't like seem to go with mm -hmm. LOA and following the feel good and all these things. But there's something so powerful to commitment or we both like the word devotion. Um, Cause it feels, mm. it feels like it's coming more from the heart, right? Like more from the okay. soul, more from the spirit than this like external to have to do something or show up. And so when you, um, when you're feeling that connection to the path and the devotion to living LOA lifestyle, it really makes a difference in our ability to, to apply it, to apply this stuff and really feel, feel the power of LOA. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that so much. So, all right. I got to go back to you and Cassie. Okay. First of all, the two of you getting together. Well, also I, I did a little quick read on your website. Uh, and if anybody's curious, JennyGang.com, not too surprisingly, that's it. <laughs> Check it out. So got some interesting stuff on there. Um, I love the way you described yourself as a Canadian who had transplanted to Florida. And one of your goals, one of your dreams was to live, you know, by the ocean, on the beach, that kind of thing. And there you are. You're doing it. Yeah. You're living the dream. Yeah, and, and, I really am. You know, that's so cool. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, it was funny. Just two days ago, I was going through some old files on my computer and I was reading an old script, you know, when you write about mm -hmm. your life as if you want it. And it was years ago and it was just talking about how I spend a lot of time. I spend so much of my time in warm weather. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I hadn't actually I never clarified or got specific about it was in Florida or it was in Costa Rica or Mexico or whatever. I just knew it needed to be warm a lot of the time. <laughs> As a Canadian, I would imagine that would be a very warming feeling. Yes. Yeah. And so that, so Florida's how it manifested, which is really cool. Um, and I think that's, it's, it's one of my favorite parts and I am always, it's something I have, I always appreciate. Mm -hmm. Like every time I walk out the door in sandals and like shorts and a t-shirt and a tank top, or last night I was walking the dogs and it was just so warm and I'm like, yes, like, it's just that. <laughs> yes, I love this. <laughs> Very cool. Actually, yeah. you touched on an interesting thing there. A lot of people like to do things like vision boards and so forth to get yeah. themselves into that, that vibrational space mm -hmm. to attract what it is they want into their lives. Other people do things like journaling, scripting, mm -hmm. which is yeah. what you were talking about. And I'm curious how scripting has worked out for you in particular, I mean, obviously got you where you wanted to go, but is this, is this like a regular go-to for you? 
I love that you're asking this. So I want to preface this with, I'm a believer that there's no one tool or action that's going to make your manifestations come true. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, it's all about like the energy you're taking into whatever you're, whatever you're doing. So if someone loves to write, scripting is a great thing. If someone hates to write, scripting is not a good thing. <laughs> but yeah, scripting has played a really um, fun part of my creations and manifestations and the life experience. And because I do like to write, obviously wrote a book. Um, and I, I think one of the key parts of that for me has been having fun with it is like mm. keeping it fun. I've in my own practice have used a number of different tools and practices depending on where I am, what I'm wanting, different things. And so, but yes, scripting has definitely helped me feel into the experience that I want to want to be creating. And your site emphasizes you are an LOA coach yep. um, working with women, I guess, yep. primarily or exclusively. I'm not sure which, but I'm curious to know what, what is it that you are really emphasizing in terms of who you like to have as your client and what you try to do with your client. Yeah, I do work with men and women. I work with men privately and women in private and group. So my groups are all based in, in with women. Um, so the most exciting thing for me is to watch someone witness someone step into their power. Mm. So my coaching is really about, helping them understand how they're creating their reality specifically, practically in like certain examples in their life, but to connect more with their spirit, with their soul, with that calling and to, to honor that, to live that. Uh, so it's one of my favorite parts is like feeling this depth of life, mm-hmm. right? Like we're not just, living and going from this to that and this to that, that we can find joy. We can find absolute like fulfillment in so many different things that it's about who we're being. It's about our internal connection, like our connection between physical and non-physical that gives us that experience that we're after that we're seeking in life. That's very cool. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's always an interesting question whenever I'm talking to a coach, what it is they're looking for mm. in a client, because the answer is going to be very different in every case. Yeah. And in your particular case, what you're looking for is the result, which is a really interesting answer. I like that. Yeah. Is um, it? That's so funny. I never would have said I look for the result. I look for the. But that's what you describe, though, really. Yeah. The transformation. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Um, and their experience, my client's experience of that transformation, like allowing them to have that awareness of what's happening. Mm. Awareness is big. We know that awareness is everything without that. I always come back to that. We're like, okay, start with awareness. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, I'm also curious to know, because we do take all the different roots to understanding not just law of attraction, but I, I think of law of attraction as just being a, like a subtext for life. So yeah. literally the show is about life. Yes. Know? Right. Yes. yes. I mean, it, it, it's almost kind of silly to talk about law of attraction in terms of, well, I'm going to apply the law of attraction. It's kind of like saying, well, I'm going to apply the law of gravity today. Yeah. Like, it's so well, funny. <laughs> it feel like it doesn't make any sense when you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? 
but we, what we are trying to do is mm -hmm. apply what we know to our own lives and mm -hmm. enhance our lives. And that's really, that's the whole purpose. That's why the secret took off. That's why yeah. people are so interested in law of attraction. That's why we do a show about the topic. I mean, that's, that's yeah. what it's all about. Exactly. Making the life that you're really aiming at, the, the life that you're dreaming about yeah. and having that dream turn into reality. Um, and that's a journey. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been doing this journey myself just through the podcast since um, September of 2012. So we just had the ninth anniversary. And congratulations. I've, thank you. Yeah. It's been quite the journey. That part alone has been quite the journey. Yeah. Um, I, I first uh, got exposed to the concept law of attraction, like most people did through the secret. I saw it a couple of years after the movie came out. And during that time period, probably the hardest part early on for me was appreciating the journey mm. because I, I think I'm probably not all that different from a lot of people who were interested in this because I became interested because I was miserable. Mm -hmm. My life was going in the wrong direction. The only good part about it was my wife. I mean, our relationship sustained us through a lot of stuff, but the rest yeah. of it was just cool. We just, it, it was like one continuous downward spiral mm -hmm. and we were not, I was certainly not enjoying it at all. Um, yeah. It was pretty tough for both of us. And in the midst of that, I'm supposed to now start in, enjoying the journey. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a hard pill to swallow. Isn't it it is. Yeah. A lot of my clients say that too. I, I obviously don't approach it in that way, but with this. Well, that is a little harsh and, and stark, yeah. I have to admit, but you know, you know, it's a podcast. I have to get there quick. Yeah. With this concept, <laughs> like I should like where I am. No, right. Right. No, I'm not. I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> that That's something that in the long run, you can find a way to appreciate it. And that's really an advanced technique, mm -hmm. but not the best place to start. No. no. And that's a great point. Like, well, there's, there's, if we, that's why it's so beneficial to have a coach or, or be listening to a podcast. Cause they, you know, you, it helps bring an awareness to where you are on your path so that you can get the, the tools or the guidance that's most, most beneficial to where you are. Mm -hmm. because it isn't always, and I, I believe we naturally draw in what it is we need, the information and the different methods or the tools that are going to be best for us where we're at. But that is sometimes something that, that gets people a little frustrated is that not understanding it because maybe they're trying to, to do a process that is for two years down the road or something, not just beginning or vice versa even. Well, plus there are also people like me who resisted the whole concept all, the, you know, from one, from one step to the next, from the very, very beginning. Like, okay, that sounds really cool, but I don't believe a word of it. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, I used to think that, or I used to, when clients would be coming in, I, I, it was really important to me that they already had a basis for law of attraction because I was clear I didn't want to be, I didn't need to convince anyone because mm -hmm. I think that's really important for people. If, if you, there's no, you don't need to believe it. You know, like you don't have, like we were talking about at the beginning, you don't have to walk this path, but if it's calling to you, if you're interested in it, right, obviously there must've been some part along your path when you're like, I watched the secret and I didn't like it. And I didn't believe it. But then what changed? Well, actually I did like it. Okay. I did like okay. it. It's just that my belief level was about this big. Yeah. It was really, really tiny. And there were a few reasons for that. One was I've always been a very left brain person, very analytical. Mm -hmm. Another was that I rejected religion when I was in my early teens. I actually walked yeah. out on my parents' church, ah. which was a big deal. 
And so I was pretty much agnostic slash atheistic for a large portion of my life. And then I run into this new spiritual idea and I'm saying, okay, yeah, what's this woo woo crap? And that was pretty much the attitude I came into it. But I was in such a miserable place. I was willing to hear almost anything. Yeah. So then I, I see the secret and I felt like a push me, pull you kind of a situation. Mm -hmm. On the one hand, if we talk about resonance, it really resonated. Yeah. On, on the other hand, my ego was saying, yeah, forget that one. That's not working. Yeah. And that was the, that was the push to pull you. On the one hand, it felt good. On the other hand, there was that little piece of me saying, well, now, yeah, don't trust that. That's gonna, that's just going to disappoint you all over again. Mm-hmm. What does your ego say now about it? My ego has basically said, I'm running away because I, I can't handle <laughs> this anymore. <laughs> that's amazing. It's, it, it's seen too much of it. <clears throat> it really has. Yeah. After a while, the ego says, okay. I quit. I give up. Don't yeah. time out. I'm done. Yeah. That's a great, that's a, that's fabulous. That's kind of like the place that we, we want to lead ourselves to, right? Is getting that ego to kind of surrender, yes. not, not need the control there. Mm-hmm. Surrender or, or perhaps just say, I, I'm out of my depth. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this. So, you know, you're on your own. Good luck. I love this. I love this analogy of like making the ego into this thing. That's just like, hands up. I, I would give up. <laughs> well, I'll tell you honestly, we, and we actually have done a couple shows on this lately. Um, I, I am not in the camp that likes to say that the ego is our, our, our enemy. Same. Okay. You know yeah. exactly what I mean then. Cause yeah, I, mean, I don't that's like just, to that's make... just another version of beating ourselves up as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. I mean, resistance, anyone, any enemy is resistance and we can't fight the ego. We don't want to fight it. We want to lean into it. We want to let it be. We want to give it space. And then as soon as you give it space and presence and awareness, it's like, okay, fine. I have no power. <laughs> and plus, let's be honest. The ego is valuable. It yes. has some very important yes. features that we need. Desperately. Exactly. Exactly. I definitely agree with you. Like it's make friends, make friends with your ego Yeah. and not fight it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think one of the, the key parts of that is when we have an awareness like, Oh, Hey, that's my ego speaking. Just like you said, then we can choose, you know, yes. then we have the conscious choice to say, oh, do I want to accept that as truth or am I going to choose something else? All right. Now I'm going to ask you a question that I was going to avoid, but I love this conversation where it's going so much. I'm going to bring it up because I get interesting answers, different answers every time that I it. ask it. In my mind, the word ego is a vaguely defined word. It doesn't yeah. actually have a clear meaning. How do yeah. you define ego? Ooh, that's such a good question. Um, I've really been delving into this and actually a lot of Eckhart Tolle's work and like ego and pain body mm -hmm. and just even actually realizing those are different things. At, at some point on my path, I had grouped them together. But I would say I define ego as the negatively conditioned mind. Ooh, oh, I like that. <laughs> that's very good. Yeah. It's a, it's like the, another way I say it is like our false sense of self. So like we have ideas about who we are and the ones that, well, any of those ideas about who we are is like in terms of how we physically express, I'm a, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm, I'm a, I'm, um, strong, I'm an athlete. Any of those things are mm -hmm. all like, they are identities. They're what we are you know, grasping onto believing about who we are. 
Mm-hmm. When in fact, we like the truth, 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 the deepest part of us is our eternal spirit self. Right. But we're so the the identities come from this false sense of self or the ego. I love the way you expressed it a moment ago. I can't remember what the exact phrase was. Negatively conditioned mind. Negatively conditioned mind. That That's what it was. How and, do you describe it? Oh, well, I, I, I'm, I'm going to go with that one for a bit because I really do like that one. I, I, I want to, I want to make a tweak to it. And I don't know quite how to do it. Yeah. So I'm going to bring it up conversationally and see if we can get there together yeah. because I have a thing about positive and negative. Yes. I, okay. I'm not, I'm not crazy about the, that terminology yeah. mainly because for many people in, and in many contexts and conversations and situations, there is a moralistic aspect to those. Totally words. good or bad. Yeah. And, and it has all kinds of baggage that brings along that yeah. it just really ruins any conversation about positive and negative. Yeah. Um, in fact, um, one of my co-hosts, Cindy Chavez, also a life coach, does the Wednesday podcast with me. She kind of turned me on to the idea of preferred and not preferred. I like as that, opposed yeah. to positive or negative. But that's even saying, I will actually challenge that because negative emotions are important. They are. So it's not necessarily that they're not preferred, but I can see how we would interpret them that way. But we need them. And so to, sure. to even label them as bad in any way doesn't feel right. Like I guess the, the stance that Cindy and I take is just because you don't prefer something doesn't mean it's bad. It just means you don't prefer it. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's good. Because that's what preference is all about. We live here. We, we come into this experience in order to live life, in order to live the contrast, the polarity, you know, to enjoy it, to delve into that negativity at times, to, yeah. you know, be a part of it, you know? So again, the, something you tell that people, do you tell that to people at the beginning and they're like, uh, well, no, that's a great I'm, way to start a war. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm only here for the good stuff. <laughs> right, right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's totally good. Yeah. So preferred and non-preferred. Yeah, that's one of the, I think, the most important parts of, well, again, of all of this, is just, is not resisting. Mm-hmm. So it comes up a lot in my coaching, not resisting the not preferred experiences or emotions. So if I take the definition you gave a moment ago and just do a word replacement, then the ego is the not preferred conditioned mind. Yeah. And I love that. (laughs) Power of co-creation. Yeah. Because that really describes what it feels like in the ego state. Yeah. The ego state is, I mean, one of the good things about the ego is that it's protective. It's a a Mm -hmm. safety valve, so to speak. Um, it is a way of, for many people, not for all people, but it's a way of maintaining groundedness, a feeling of groundedness. It's a way of maintaining perspective because that's where that not preferred mindset comes from. It comes from a perspective without that perspective. You wouldn't even have that sense of, I don't prefer that. Yeah. Now here's the other piece of it. And. I'm curious to know what your answer is going to be to this. If the ego is the not preferred learned mindset over time, what's the preferred learned mindset over time? What's the name for that? Yeah. Well, I don't know if there's actually a preferred. So we could think of like preferred thoughts, but you're right. We don't have a There's no word for it. For that. Yeah. So I'm going to suggest... Maybe those are two different ways of looking at the same ego. Ega. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Feminine version. <laughs> sure, why not? Say that again, though. Two different ways. Two, 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 basically, positive, negative, preferred, not preferred. They, they're like mirror images of each other. Hmm. So if we think of the ego the way you were describing it and I, the way I redefined it as the non-preferred mental state that you've learned over time, then the mirror image of that is the preferred right. version. And, and so that becomes the preferred side of the ego. Yeah. So, so the, the ego is like a two-sided thing. Yeah. Would you say that the ego is encompasses the whole mind? No, I'm not sure that that's true. Okay. So then what's the part of the mind that the ego is not? Boy, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> Je Jeffrey plugged it into the, uh, into the chat, what Freud had to say. He said, that's the super ego. I mean, I uh... guess. Um, I never really was clear what Freud meant. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the in came in there someplace and I wasn't really clear what he meant by that. That was probably the clearest of the three, but you know. Right. Yeah. The playful I really... side. Yeah, like to teach about or like to guide people towards that the experience beyond the ego. Mm -hmm. Like, and this is, this is, I, I'm actually working with another friend of mine and we're coming out with a program that's going to be kind of about manifesting beyond the ego, you know, so hmm. not having manifestations come from necessarily the mind's level of like wants and thinking about the future and that kind of thing, but going into the beingness of like our pure state of joy and connection and love and living in that state and along with presence, right? Getting to those places through presence and then watch your manifestations happen. It's like, that's the effortless manifestation, but it's a little different than what we're traditionally taught in terms of making and focusing and thinking. So I'm really excited about that. That's coming out in the new year. That that does sound very interesting. Yeah. In part because those of us who are doers, and I very Same. easily raise my hand. I'm a doer. Yeah. <laughs> I and I am quite proud of it. I have to say. Yeah. Doing has a very very valuable role in my life. Yeah. My problem becomes when I start doing stuff that I don't enjoy. <laughs> but that's another topic. We'll get to that one perhaps later on. Um, but when you're the doer, then letting go of the doing this is the biggest challenge Yes, because you want to do your way through it. Yes. That is our, that's how we're taught, like how yes. we're conditioned to do it. And it's been interesting. I've been really paying attention in my own life of like how often I am pulled to the do or like how that's the reaction. Oh, fix it by doing, fix it by doing. And to then sit back and be in that place of stillness and not do yes right <laughs> and to like open up the space to just be is i can feel the the resistance there but resistance in a good way it's like you know when you're when you're changing your getting over inertia doing something new um and the what the space that that opens up soon as you f you feel into that space and you don't do out of reaction but come into a sense of beingness you are inspired to such a powerful, uh, such a much more powerful doing. That's true. And it's also yeah. a little confusing at times. I know. I was wondering if I was <laughs> losing you. Okay. No, you no, you're with, I'm with you okay. on it. In okay. fact, I can even give you an example that happened today. Yes. Give me one. Um, I, I have a project that I've been working on. Listeners know about it. Basically it, it's a project of, of creating a way to generate an income for a lot of people in Facebook groups. Yep. And, yeah. 
I'm working with a software developer to create this software package. I've also been working with a couple others to do some tweaks to other things that I've got going on with it. Mm -hmm. And today I reached a point where I'd handed everything off to the developer. He had his task in front of him. He knows what he has to do over the next three to four weeks. I had another issue that I had pretty much resolved. I was waiting for some feedback from one of the um, software services that I use about how to fix this one little thing. And then I was looking around for the next thing to do, and there was nothing to do except wait. And literally, I found myself bouncing around the room trying yes. to find something to do. Yes. And reminding myself, no, 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 this is where I calm down, just let it be. And then immediately jumping up and trying to find something to do and reminding myself again, no, no, just this is where you just be for me. And then it was like this ongoing cycle back yes. and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. That's exactly what it's like. Yeah. That's exactly what it's like. Um, and so were you able, and I love that you gave that example of like, you, you know, came back and grounded yourself and then, then it came back. It came it back again. It again yeah. <laughs> and then it like did it again. And that's, that's exactly what happens. And, and relearning that new way to like step back. Yes. It's, yeah. It takes practice. Yeah. It yeah. It really does. Totally. Of course, in my case today, it took lunch. But something. <laughs> a distraction. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. It comes a lot in like doing it, um, doing it with, if you're, if you, the practice comes a lot. If you, if you're like, say you're building a business, it's a hap it has happened a lot along my path of building my business. Every time I try to build or grow and like, that's my, that's where my doing has come from. I always run into resistance mm, and mm -hmm. every time I step back and I leave space and I love and appreciate my business and acknowledge the thrivingness and love on my clients and all of that, then the idea comes or the things fall into place or whatever. And it's such a different experience. And it took me years to learn to really trust that. I understand that completely. I think most of yeah. our listeners do too, because that's something we've all experienced one way or the other. Yeah. Um, it also occurs to me though, we were just talking about the ego, mm -hmm. that, that desire to be the doer that could, we could describe that as an egoistic activity in that case. Totally. We have this totally. long, long developed tendency to keep focusing on finding a way to do. And in this case, we could have easily labeled it as, as a negative because I was trying to do something to basically screw up what I was doing, <laughs> you know, screw up what I've been trying to attract all this time. Yeah. But by the same token, it was just, that's what my ego had learned to do over the years. And so it was yeah. just trying to continue the pattern that it had learned over and over and over again. Well, I got to find the next thing to do. What's next? Come on, what's next? Yep. Keep itself alive. Yeah. Because the ego gets purpose is fed from doing. Yes. It's fed from that. And the idea that what we do is our value. Yes. Oh, boy. Let's take a few minutes to talk about that one. <laughs> we could probably yeah. do a whole show on that one, actually. <laughs> yeah. That, like, who our, our importance, our value as a human is only because of what we do or what we accomplish. And that's so, we get so caught into this trap of, like, Keep even simple things, keeping the house clean, making sure things are organized. I don't know <laughs> right? if this is more of a female thing than male, but or well, like, I think it, it, it applies to males too. It may not be the first thing that comes to the male mind, but I think it certainly applies. Yeah, getting even like at work, making sure to get all the stuff done on time. Like all of that is about keeping up with the doing, and we mm -hmm. get our sense of value from that. And when we're doing that. We're totally living it from that ego. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. So let's talk about um, how to handle that situation. I mean, we were just talking about how we get caught in that loop trying to come out of it. Okay. Yeah. So that indicates we need to do something to kind of shift yeah. the balance a little bit. We don't want to condemn the ego. We, we yeah. basically have agreed on that. We want to appreciate the ego, yep. but we also don't want to get, we don't want to stay in that loop because that's not mm-hmm. a fun loop to be in. So let's talk about climbing out of the loop. How do we do it? Number one. Number one. Awareness. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> it's just always the answer. I mean, in this case, it's the awareness that's going to, that's going to lead to whatever's next. You know, so as soon as you and you can't skip this step, you can't do something different to get away from doing. You have to start with the awareness. You have to start with that conscious observation and acknowledge, oh, hey, I'm acting for my ego. Oh, Mm -hmm. I'm spinning. Oh, yeah, yeah. I keep trying to get my value from doing and doing and doing. There was a um, this came up even a few weeks ago for me in my in different coaching things. I had just a day. I always take one day fully off, but I had another day that was, uh, didn't have any calls. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, what What do I do? do? (laughs) (laughs) And so step number one, so to not get caught in the trap or if we're in it is like just me saying to myself, oh, this is the ego trying to kind of, you know, and I was feeling, I was feeling a sense of like, you should be doing like, Oh yeah. Up on myself. Like you have to prove, you know, you got to earn your right to be alive today or whatever, you know? (laughs) And, um, so as soon as then I can bring an awareness to, Oh, that's my ego speaking, like telling myself, like, I know that's not true. And then that's the first step. And I think what really opens up from there, um, especially with that degree of clarity, because you're, you're expressing it in a very, very clear way. Yeah. I, I don't think that we would necessarily always, as human beings, say to ourselves, that's my ego that is responding yeah. that way. That's, that's valuable. That's clarity. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, because as soon as you acknowledge it, it starts to, it loses its power over your choice, like we talked about. Oh, yeah. And then now you have a new choice to make. Um, but how, I don't know if this is going off topic or not, but I find one of the best ways to build the strength or connection with your your true self is through meditation or any sort of quiet connecting with yourself. It doesn't have to be sitting in a chair, you know, it could be walking in a beach, but when you're, when you've practiced and you've built kind of momentum in that connection between your physical and non-physical, it's easier to get out of the ego in Mm -hmm. those times. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. You still Um, have to catch it, but it's a lot easier. How about for those times where you really go far down that spiral? Yeah. Don't try to stop it. <laughs> okay. Don't, uh, that is my advice and do, do not try to change it. If you're caught in something, like if you're experiencing an intense emotional experience, negative emotional experience, I actually say, just let go. Like, don't, do not try to feel better during that time. Start again tomorrow. Hmm. Okay. Because if we are experiencing strong negative momentum and we try to say, I should feel better, I should feel different, this isn't right, we're resisting what what is. And we Mm -hmm. get knocked over. It's like standing in front of a train going 100 miles an hour. Like you get knocked over every time. That's very true. Yeah. 
it's it's why one of the um oftentimes when people are just beginning this LOA work and and there's this philosophy of I need to feel good all the time. I made this mistake. <laughs> then I try I didn't like let And I thought what was wrong with me that I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And then we feel like a failure right. when in fact we're not. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing all the different we're really good at beating ourselves up i mean we, like we, we are professional champions yes yeah. we are <laughs> yeah yeah the real challenge is learning to avoid the beating up and actually find the way to appreciate and appreciate. that's that's the that's the the gold standard but it's yeah. it's a challenge at times yeah definitely and and um but the same as everything the more we practice the appreciation mm -hmm. consciously and I think sometimes we miss this too, is that it's okay to have to effort that at the beginning or even along the way, like to nice. find, to find the appreciations and to choose the appreciations or the kindness towards yourself rather than the fallback of the blaming ourselves. I'm enjoying this because we're, we're shooting down all these things that people talk about. Well, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. You know, just no. <laughs> don't worry about the efforting. It's not that big of a deal. Don't worry about this. Don't worry about that. Just, just ah, let it go. It's okay. Imagine, <laughs> doesn't that just feel better? Oh God. Yes. Well, first of all, it's so much easier. You don't have to keep track of all this stuff. Yes, exactly. Like what you're doing, if we can get to the place wherever you are in your path, that you're looking at where you are and you're saying, I'm doing my best. This is the best place. <clears throat> that's big. Yeah, that's huge. It's a huge release of resistance. And that's that's what it's all about. Mm, that's true. Yes. Yeah. When we are in that place where we find ourselves playing the games, well, mm -hmm. someone said I should do this. And, you know, I really don't want to do that. And I got to be careful not to do that. When we, when we get into that headspace, yeah. it's it can be a challenge to climb out of it. Yeah. It can also be a challenge to find a way to say that it's okay. Yeah. Well, actually, it, you could just say it's okay. <laughs> oh, well, that makes it much too simple. <laughs> <laughs> That's why our brain doesn't like it. Too simple. Ah, okay. <laughs> but, but it is, it does take a little bit more to actually feel that. Like we mm. can say that. And, and what I'll tell my clients often is like, say it again, say it again. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like we just, um, really feeling that it's okay to be where we are, or it's okay that I don't understand, or it's okay that whatever, I don't know the path. Again, people have this idea that um, this place of acceptance is giving up or giving in, or that it's the wrong path for some way, but that's essential. And I'm sure you've talked about this before. It's essential to the opening. It's essential mm -hmm. to the opening of the path. That's true. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite um, uh, processes to do is mirror work, mirror exercises. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I I got a lot out of that within the last three or four years, especially. And so I've talked about it and emphasized it and recommended it a lot here on the show. Yeah. One of the things that I experienced during that, and I've, I've experienced this many times, is I would... I never had a particular pattern for here's what I'm going to say today. And I'm going to say the same thing tomorrow. It was always, what am I feeling like I want to say today? And That's a number awesome. of times. It's the only way I can do it. If I yeah. try to do it the other way, I get bored and fall asleep. Yeah. So, you know, it does, I have to do it this way. Um, 
But I found myself on a number of occasions saying to myself, you're doing so well. Yeah. You're doing really, really well. Yes. And I can just feel is that little piece of me that's waiting for the other shoe to drop. Uh-huh. Because it's had it. I, I've been so conditioned. I have so conditioned myself throughout my lifetime to believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I keep screwing things up. So mm-hmm. there's going to be that other piece of input that's going to come and say you're doing so well, but I mean, that's what kind of like what my ego is expecting. Yeah, that that's your ego being like, I don't. <clears throat> you're killing me. Excuse me. Pay attention yeah, right. to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so then are you able to have that space to, to then choose? Sometimes, not yeah. always. Oh, perfect answer. That's so perfect because we don't, I don't think, I don't think we do always have the choice and just mm. honoring when we do is how we get to have it more and more. The funny thing is by repeating it into the mirror, cause you're looking at your own eyes, you're looking mm. into your own eyes as you're saying these things. Um, first of all, you start to believe yourself, which is eerie, I have to say. It's a little bit strange at first. And even now, I've been doing it for a few years now. Even now, I love it now. Yeah. I mean, my, my, I remember, I still, I like to tell this story a lot. My first day doing the mirror exercise went like this. <laughs> I love you. Oh, God, that's it. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> that was my first day. Yeah. It is. <laughs> I was the same. I'm like, I, I didn't like quite squint so much, but I'm like, oh, this feels weird. <laughs> Oh, I, I just felt like I was sick. Like, I, I mean, I have to do this every day. Yeah. <laughs> and now does it, do, does it, it feels like you own it? Well, put it this way. When I say it now, it's like, I love you. Yeah. So I've kind of evolved over time. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I think that's what our inner being is always like, is radiating to us that mm-hmm. constant place of love and acceptance and, and knowing of our perfection and all of that. One of the reasons I do like the mirror work is that, I mean, we do have up days, down days, in between days and so forth. Mm-hmm. And on those days where I can tell I'm not quite starting the day off the way I really want to. And I do the mirror work. I can feel that, that tension just mm-hmm. by, by saying those words, even though I've heard it numerous times from my own lips now over, you know, a fair amount of time, there's still that tension that piece me that's saying, yeah, right. <laughs> it's not you i'm gonna say that's not really you okay that's your false that's the false part of you okay right because your your true self your true your spirit your eternalness is pure love true it's purely loving on you and that's why when you say i love you in the mirror to yourself your you're in alignment with your inner being your inner mm-hmm. being is saying that for sure. And because now your perspective is in a lot, you know, agrees with that. Mm-hmm. That's why we feel good because that pathway is open, that, that alignment is there. And then when that thought creeps in, that's like, no, you're not, or, or whatever, or just wait, it doesn't feel good because it's not the true you. It's funny too, because I remember the first time I heard that concept that I saw on your yeah. website that you um, are influenced by Abraham Hicks. So am yeah. I in mm-hmm. a big way. A lot of people here who do the show with me have that similar influence. And it really was an eye opener. The first time that I heard Abraham say in one of the workshops, I don't remember when it was that we are all connected to 
the larger part of ourselves that is just purely loving us. Yeah. And purely accepting us. Yeah. And no criticism, no judgment, none of that kind of stuff. It's just pure love. And even about that, the ego and I were having a little debate because mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a part of me that said, yes, that feels so good. I love that. I want that. That's really yeah. right. And the other part of me was saying, yeah, don't trust that. And that, <sighs> that, that little tension was there. But even with the tension, it was because it was the first time I'd heard it. Mm. It was such an overwhelming experience mm. because it was the first time I heard it. Yeah. Up until that point, I had been hearing all of my life, all the different kinds of input that we get, plus the input we give ourselves, that says there's something wrong with us. We're sinners. We're this, that, or the other thing. That you know, we're we're filling the blank with whatever negative ism you want to put in there. Yeah. That's who we really are. And then to be told, no, you're really actually pretty darn great just the way you are. Wow. What a transformative idea. Like it has been, <clears throat> I've been pretty lucky. I've, I've been told my whole life, like I'm good, even though there are parts of me that don't believe it sometimes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the ego's getting in there, but I haven't, I was never told, you know, that my being here, being a human was bad for some reason, you know, like, so I can't imagine this idea coming to someone who has been feeling so like they don't have value or purpose by being a human and then being exposed to this idea is like a whole new world. Like I remember when I came into law of attraction and I read Abraham Hicks book and I had that same feeling like, Oh my God, this is, this makes sense. This is it. And, and for someone to have that experience with like your, Hey, the core of you is love. Like what if you are perfect exactly the way you are? Right. It's just like, Oh my God, it makes my heart like, <laughs> yes, that's, that's what we want to be knowing as humans. <laughs> that's the society we want. Right. It's interesting too. When you look at criticisms of people like us, people who do all trash and conscious creation, um, I don't know I, those. I, I don't spend a lot of time on them, but I've, I've seen them. I've noticed yeah. them. And and one of the most common ones is dismissive. It's yeah. the dismissive idea. Well, they, they're just looking to feel good. Perfect. And I think to myself, well, take the word just out and you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's really interesting. The people who are rejecting are rejecting for the exact same reason that we're accepting. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty wild when you think about it. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. even, I just, I love walking this path and living this life just for, because it's what it calls to me, you know? Mm. Yeah. I, I called, or I named my company Live Your Truth and it was really inspired and it was a lot to do with that. Like, I don't, I want to be free to be who I am and live my truth the way I want to live it. Mm-hmm. And I want you to feel that too. And I want you to feel as good about living your life as I live, I do about mine. And they don't, A, we're all connected. I don't know if you know, but. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've been told. It took me a while to accept that one too, by the way. Yeah. And so the most important thing is that we're all just choosing our own path, honoring our own path Mm -hmm. and not put, we don't need to push against anyone else's. That does take practice. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because and we do choice. have so much experience. And it is a choice. You're right. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely a choice. But it's it's one of those choices that doesn't feel early on like it's a choice. True. Very true. Yeah. I actually read something in um, Eckhart's book last week that was about when we are at a certain consciousness level or vibrational level, whatever, and that is where our awareness is, we don't have a choice. You know, like we actually, until we have the awareness of whatever, of both sides or different options, we can't make a choice. And I was like, wow, that's so true. And it really is what's behind, you know, I made the best decision at that time with what I knew. What you're cueing in my mind right now, I'm going to kind of play Cassie for a moment. Yeah. Because there was a... A man who is a professor at one of the University of California campuses, I don't remember which one, may have been in Los Angeles area. And he works with people who are brain damaged, mm -hmm. particularly people whose brain damage has occurred in the areas of the brain that have um, emotional associations with them. Yeah. And one of the interesting things that he discovered in his research working with these people is that if the person is missing that piece of the brain, so to speak, mm -hmm. and they can't connect with it, it affects their ability to make decisions. Mm -hmm. The example that he gives is he talks with one of his uh, people that he works with. He says, Let, let's go out to lunch. And the person says, sure. He says, where do you want to go? And the person says, well, there's restaurant A, which is just down the street, although they're always pretty busy, so it might be a bit of a wait to get in there. On the other hand, restaurant B doesn't have much of a wait, but it is far away across town. Um, restaurant C has great food, but boy, I mean, the, the waiters there are just awful. And, yeah. and, and they're constantly working through all the different pros and cons, but they can't make a choice. They will continue on that route continuously without being able to say, I want to go to restaurant B. Why? Because the emotional centers in their brain are missing. They don't have the emotional context they need in order to prefer something. That is so interesting because <clears throat> it makes me wonder. Well, firstly, a lot of a lot of humans with that part of their brain intact still have trouble making decisions. <laughs> yeah, um, two hands up here. Yeah, um, because in in our world and, and speaking of vibration and emotion is how we experience vibration, right? Like we experience where we're at or how we know where we're at. Mm -hmm. And so it's our like way to communicate with the universe. And so if that part of feedback or like that communication is, is gone or isn't available. Yeah. You, there's how do you, there, you're, you're interacting with the universe differently. Right. Yeah. And it's a different experience. It's a very different experience. Yeah. It really is. That, you know, really makes me appreciate the emotions. <laughs> me too. When <laughs> I read that emotions. one, that one just, well, first of all, it blew me away. And second yeah. of all, I just, I couldn't stop thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Because at the time that I read it, I know I attracted it into my life at that time because I was dealing with my own ability right. slash inability to connect to my own emotions. And I figured, yeah. well, read something like that. And boy, that's going to make me want to connect even more. You yeah. know, talking about the you know, really 
pounding it, really, really hammering home. I, I'm going to hammer this one. I want to get that connection because I don't want to be in that space. Yeah, that is, that's really, that's a really cool story, actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that one has stuck with me. Very, 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 very powerful. So as usual, we fly through these hours and, and it's just been wonderful. We do have a few minutes left. Let's talk a little bit about how people get in touch with Ginny Gain, because that's an important one. <laughs> well, like you said at the beginning, it's just my name, Ginny Gain, G-I-N-N-Y-G-A-N-E dot com. You can Google me. I'm on Instagram, Facebook. Send me a DM if you find me on Instagram and say hi. And you found me through Walt's show. That'd be fun. Um, that's it. Really easy. And Manifest It Now is our uh, podcast. Well, that's the second thing I wanted to bring oh, up. Yeah. Because, uh, and I mentioned this with Cassie when we we're doing the after show, after she'd been on the show. And we both agreed that after we have you on the show, which is today, now we got to set up a time for both of you to be on the show at the same time so um, the LOA Today listeners can get a sense of what your podcast is like. And I'll just be kind of sitting in and enjoying the whole thing. So what do you think? <laughs> yeah, that sounds amazing. I hope, hope your listeners like to laugh because Cassie and I can get a little, that's some of the feedback. You guys laugh too much. <laughs> Well, I can give you a little reassurance on that because the subtitle of our show is Your Daily Dose of Happy. Yes, exactly. So I, I think you're probably safe in this environment. Perfect. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, I think it's awesome. going to be really fun. So I'm going to yeah. uh, reach out to uh, Cassie, too, and, and you can do as well and, you know, give you guys the link again and pick a time and we'll bring you on and we'll, awesome. we'll just have a barrel of laughs. Yeah, that sounds great, Walt. Yeah. Thank you for having me on and, and for your just the co-creative conversation. I love it. I love the way we were connecting on so many points. I mean, you know what what it's like to to interview somebody because you've done a podcast. You know what it's like to to we don't actually, bring up somebody. We don't actually interview a lot of people. We you just don't okay talk back and forth. So, but you you have at some point, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. And, and and the big question in your mind when you're the host is okay, I want to connect with this person quickly because that's going to make the conversation flow easier. Mm. How am I going to do that? And in this case, it was damn easy. Yeah, so I'm right from the beginning connection. Like, oh, okay, I can handle this one. This is good. Great. <laughs> so, so thank I, you for making it easy. Is what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That was your experience. Yay. Me too. Oh, definitely. I mean, it was like yes, yes, yes. I didn't find a no. <laughs> Which is the ego saying, yeah. "Wait, a minute, there's something yeah. wrong here." Yeah. <laughs> no, it was really. It's been that great of an experience. So, thank you so much awesome. for that. Thank yeah, you. Really, really good. So, okay. We've actually been through a period where we've had a whole bunch of guests. We're going to have a little bit of a quiet period, but there is going to be one coming up very soon. Date to be determined when we get both Ginny and Cassie on here at the same time. When that happens, I want every one of you who listens to the podcast, because most people can't listen to the live stream, figure out what question do you want Ginny and Cassie to answer and send it in to me. And I'll be sure to include it in that podcast, okay? So just a little setup there. You got time. I'm not even saying when, when it's going to happen yet, but it's going to happen. So just be prepared for that. So, Jenny Gay, thank you so much for being on thank the show. Thank you. Really well, appreciate it. This has been wonderful. I, I feel I got my daily dose of happy. So yeah, thank me you very too. Much for that. Thank you, podcast listeners everywhere. And we will see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. 